Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lori Montgomery, and this is Jeremiah Campbell. 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 <laughs> hey, Lorraine, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Can't talk today for some reason. I don't know why, but that's all right. It's pretty much um, every day for me. It's been a what day? It's every day for me. Every I'll, day. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially when you have me. Who's like a little chatty patty, you know, talking all the time. So, um, so welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. Uh, this is episode, what do we say? 4.1. 4.1. And we will be doing chapter 16, Matthew, today. Um, but uh, before we start, uh, how are you doing there, Jeremiah? I'm good. I'm good. We, uh, you know, it's it's been a busy week, but... Um, Always looking to the bright side, so. Well, my bright side is coming here to do this with you. This is one of my bright spots of the week. So, and then, of course, every day doing uh, the regular reading is always good. I think we've been having a few technical difficulties. Um, so I'm going to reach out to the people listening. I apologize uh, for my lack of tech savvy trying <laughs> to get uh, my side of it up. So, but we will smooth out, right? Uh, Definitely. We will smooth out and things will start flowing a little bit better. <clears throat> so, um, uh, we were talking before we started uh, to do this recording, right, about uh, adding a little something to our format. Yes? Yes. Do you want me to tell them or do you want to tell them? Well, I'll go ahead and tell them because you're going to do a lot of reading here. So basically what we're asking is, uh, we know this podcast is just about us reading the Bible. We chat a little bit about it, but basically we want to encourage people to join us in just reading a chapter a day. But uh, what we'd like also to do is have you stick around after we read. Um, we're just going to pick a topic, kind of discuss it a little bit, You know what God puts on our hearts and our minds, and uh, you'll get to know us a little bit better. And get to know what, why we do what we do and, and how we do it and, and all the things above and just just grow in, in our relationship. Exactly, exactly. So I think um, I think it'll be fun um, and a little bit, um, you know, just to, like you said, to get to know us a little bit better thoughts and, you know, just things that, you know, just everyday stuff, family friends, work, whatever, you know, social media, you know, all the stuff that, you know, people think about during, you know, on a daily basis during the day, you know. 100%. So please stick around uh, as we talk about the little things. The little things. That's the topic. Yes. I think that says it all. So, um, all right. Well, did you want to start uh, digging in and uh, start it off in prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, Lord, Comforter, we come before you and we give you praise and glory. And uh, we ask that you bless this time that we have, uh, all of us together to read a chapter. And we ask that you bless all those that decide to join us and listen in and follow along as we go on this journey. And Lord, today I ask for comfort. Uh, for all of us, uh, I don't know what's going on in anybody else's life, but I know personally, 
need a little comfort, need a little little help sometimes getting through things. And so, Lord, uh, I pray a blessing over everyone listening today that whatever is going on in their life, uh, that you're able to reach them and touch them. And I pray that they get to know that you're always there uh, for comfort and that we're going to go through stuff and we'll get through it uh, because of you. And we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. And we pray all this in his name. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to tag it with, Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> all right. So we are in 16. And uh, I can't believe we've done this 16 times. I mean, <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm like so happy, you know, that this is I, awesome. I, you know, I mentioned it yesterday. This is not a sprint, it's a marathon. So, you know, just keep plugging along. So we're just gonna you know, give you guys that encouragement. All right, <clears throat> chapter 16. And the topic is leaders demand a miraculous sign. Don't forget to put your check mark next to the top there. One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He replied, you know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Only an evil Adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then Jesus left them and went away. Yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Later, after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves? and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I am not talking about bread? So again, I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast and the bread, but about the deceptive teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Peter's declaration about Jesus. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You, do not, you did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, 
which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Jesus predicts, predicts his death. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. Sorry. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then Jesus said to the dis his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way to take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on your onto your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth. Some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. All right. That's a lot of good stuff. I was just thinking that's a lot to unpack there. It was a lot. Okay, I got, I got notes. I got stars. I got <laughs> going on. <laughs> we'll start us off. What do you got? All right. So um, I... I don't know if you remember you and I talking a while ago. I think this is before we even started, but I said there's a verse in the Bible that talks about red skies at night. You remember we talked about? I, I said remember that. Mm -hmm. there are sayings that are in our everyday uh, vernacular, and uh, being old school, uh, there's a saying that says red skies at night, sailors delight; red skies in morning, sailors take warning. And so I remember my grandmother saying this to me, and uh, and let me just say she was not versed in the Bible, so she, she probably doesn't even know it was in there. But that's what this is referring to in that first uh, in that second um, verse. Red sky at night means the fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means bad weather, foul weather all day. So Jesus is saying to them, you know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the time. They are not, they're not seeing Jesus for who he is. They're not repenting. That's what I'm getting from this. And he's saying, you know, if you, if you can see the signs in the sky, why can't you see me for who I am? I shouldn't have to prove who I am. I shouldn't have to do miraculous signs to prove to you who I am. Right? Exactly. exactly. And then he, re he refers back to Jonah the only sign I'm going to give to you is Jonah, which was a couple of chapters back when he says Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days. And I was uh, in the 
you know, the belly of the earth for three days. And so I think he's referring back to that. I am the Zion. You know, I am, I don't have to be anything else. I am who I am. Right. Um, and then we go into the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, I being, I, I remember reading about the yeast. Um, and I couldn't remember what it was exactly, but then I decided to Google it this morning to give myself a little reminder of what it was. And so, and this is what I encourage uh, our listeners out there to do, you know, do your research, you know, you can Google stuff, you can go on to, you know, BibleGateway.com and, you know, do your research. Um, there are Bible concordances, there's... Um, there's All free. Yeah, I mean, you can go for free online to get all this information. So back to yeast refers to sin uh, back when uh, back in the Old Testament. And so um, when. When uh, Moses was taking the Israelites out of Egypt before then, when uh, when the, the angel of death was passing over their homes and they had to take the blood of the lamb and put it on the outside of their doorways so that the angel of death would pass over their house. That's where they get Passover from. So I know that there are people who already know this, but there are some people who are new to being uh, Christians and reading their Bibles. So, um, but that night God told them to eat unleavened bread, which is quote unquote sinless bread, which was also pointing into the future of Jesus. Jesus is the unleavened bread. He is the sin, the spotless lamb. He is, you know, sinless. And that's where it refers back to. Am I getting too deep here? No, no, I think you're going, you're going good. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's what he's saying to the, uh, so later they, uh, after they cross to the other side, the disciples are talking about, oh my gosh, we don't have any bread. We don't have any food. And Jesus is like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not talking about regular bread. I'm talking about the yeast, the sins of the Pharisees who are teaching you the wrong stuff. I'm telling you about the new covenant, which is going to be after my death and my resurrection. And you're talking about feeding people. Um, right. So, you know, uh, that's what I'm getting from this. Uh, what do you have so far? I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I, you know, I think you're on track. What What I love about this first part of the chapter is uh, Jesus, you know, using um, his words to kind of, he's not just coming out and saying, and it continues on in the next part of the chapter, like, like I'm 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 the Messiah. I'm right in your face. No, he's promoting. Look, you need to listen. You need to look at the signs. You need to use your critical thinking. Your brain. It's it's such a, an amazing thing. Use it and realize what I'm talking about and the things that I'm trying to use to compare this and that. And I I think that. I guess it's always been that way. Like as as a society, as a community, we tend to do that. We 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 lose our critical thinking we lose when it comes to uh our our faith and uh going to church or whatever you know we we take things almost um i can't think of the phrase but literally 
Like at face value. literally. Like face value. Did you catch yes. that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I heard you say something, but I wasn't thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, I, you know, what I'm getting from this is, you know, Jesus saying, you can't, you you can't there there we have leaders and we have people in place but you can't just follow them blindly, in a yeah. sense you know you you've got to really uh, do the work for yourself and uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees were the leaders at the time you know they were the preachers and they were the people uh, supposed to be in direct communication with God and he's saying look you've got to be wary of them. And I think that's the same as today is uh, different churches and different preachers come in and out. And we got to be very careful of, of what we uh, listen to and, and use critical thinking in that as well. Well, and, and he even says, beware of the false uh, prophets and the false teachers. You mm -hmm. know, you, you, and you have to have discernment in order to understand and see who the false prophets are. And, and that goes... And it's going to end up, and as we go through the New Testament, and we, and when we get to Revelation, it's, um, it's eye-opening, you know, uh, to and it, it, the end times. You know, we, everybody says, "Oh, we're in the end times." Who? We don't know. We don't right. know that because God didn't reveal that. So, you know, but He wants you to be spot on. He wants you to be, a, a, you know, on point, knowing and ready. He wants you to be ready. For when that does occur, so um, yeah, be prepared to identify the false prophets because you know it, there are liars out there, and you know you don't want to listen to the liars. And which is what I was saying: do your research. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just take it from my you know point of point of view. I mean, although I think we're spot on with our discussion, but. You know, do your research, you know, get out there and, and learn what the unleavened bread was, you know, what the yeast was, you know. Um, then it goes on into seven when they're uh, at, at this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew they were what they were saying. And he's like, you have so little faith. Why are you arguing about each other having no bread? Don't you understand? You know, he's saying to them. Again, and I, I I put a little parentheses uh, in 15 um, about you have so little faith. You know, here I fed 5,000 people. I fed 4,000 people. Um, and this goes back to the Israelites. You know, they did the same thing. It's like, oh, we're out in the middle of the desert. You know, we have no food. We have no water. You know, and it's like, oh, my gosh, how many times? Am I going to rain manna down? How many times am I going to get water from the rock? How many times am I going to take care of you before you will actually believe that I'm going to take care of you? Right. you know, I think that's what Jesus is saying here. You know, he's like, beware of the yeast. He said it like two or three times, I think. Um, beware of the yeast of the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Um, then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast and the bread, but about the deceptive teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So it finally dawns on them. They're finally seeing, you know, light on <laughs> Marblehead, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, and I feel that way sometimes a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah I oh, I get it. <laughs> well, and every time, 
every time you open up the Bible, there's something new and fresh every day. And I never believed that until I started really diving into this um, and doing this a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. It really is eye-opening. And God does give you a fresh word every, I mean, you can read Proverbs a gajillion times and you're gonna get something new out of it every time, so. <clears throat> and then, uh, uh, did you have anything coming up uh, under Peter's declaration about Jesus? Did you underline anything? Well, the one thing I underlined was was 20, verse 20 there, where he sternly warned the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Um, it just, again, Jesus is like, let the people listen to me. Let God clear their understanding. I mean, he explained to Peter how it worked, that no man had told you know, anybody else before, so don't ruin it. I'm going to reveal myself, allow me to do it, and don't get in anybody's way. Is how oh, I, 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 I did not take it that way until you just mentioned it that way, but I believe you're right. You know, because he even says at the very top, you know, when he's asking, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? Um, well, some say John the Baptist, some say, you know, one of the prophets. And then he's like, well, who do you say I am? What what have you figured out, you know, from, from all this? And Simon Peter says, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, you are, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. That's what he's saying. He's like, God's going to reveal it to you. God reveals this to what I understand, and I don't know exactly where it says it in the Bible, but this is part of it, where he's saying every person on earth will know who Jesus is before he comes back. That's what I understand. And that's why missionaries are out there all over the world trying to get the word out because, but I believe, and again, for all you Bible scholars out there, I believe that um, God puts himself in every heart that, that's born. I think that everybody has an understanding of God, and it's up to us to cultivate it. Mm -hmm. And it's cultivated uh, when we start with, you know, as parents, you know, teaching our children. Um, you know, that's where God is, you know, helping us to, to get the word out. But I believe that it's like, there's a seed that's in every person already. And it's just a matter of, you know, fertilizing it and letting it grow. So right. that, yeah. that was good. That was really good. And then he also means, uh, and then he, uh, he says that, uh, Peter's name means rock, which I circled that. I thought that was kind of interesting. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. So I thought that was kind of cool, you know, yeah. because the Bible verse about, you know, um, building your house on rock. I think we've already read that, which is what I had read at my wedding. I mentioned that a long time ago. All right. And then uh, Jesus predicts his death. Um, I didn't really underline anything until it came down to um, where he was talking to Peter. And he's and Peter says, heaven forbid, Lord. He said, this will never happen to you. And he says, Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. 
you are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. I don't think he's saying that Peter is Satan. No. Just, sometimes Satan will talk through people. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I'm not saying he's possessing people. But I think, okay, so I, I'm going to try and give you a short story about what happened to me real quick. Um, when I got saved, it wasn't like, you know, Charlton Heston speaking to me in this loud, booming voice. It was like a week-long occurrence. It didn't just happen overnight. And so at, at finally, when I did, you know, turn my life over to Jesus and I said, I, you know, said the prayer, um, I remember talking to a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, telling her about, you know, becoming a Christian and being saved. And I promise you, I was talking to her on the phone. I remember sitting in my living room. And she literally hissed at me. I don't think she even realized it, but it wasn't my friend talking to me. And I know that sounds really weird and supernatural, but I, I think that Satan was speaking through her and she's like, and I'm like, oh, I became a Christian. And then she's like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. And she was just like, I mean, it was just spewing venom over uh -huh. something so wonderful for me. So I think that that's what's happening here in this moment. Um, so now you got a little snippet of what my salvation was, was like. <laughs> I mean, it was literally a battle over my soul. I mean, I, I can't even describe, and that'll be another time. We'll talk about uh, how we became, you know, believers in Christ. Um, and then, so what, what do you have going on? Did you underline anything? Well, yeah, the you're seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. That is something I struggle with every day and trying to remind myself of the uh, big picture. And um, everything that happens to me, I try to refer back to this and, and try to, you know, at the end of the day, end of the week, end of the year, whatever it is, like, what is God's point of view? of seeing everything or everything that's happened to me in my life. And because in the moment, so I'm, 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 a, I'm a feelings guy, right? So I wear my feelings on my shoulder, like yeah. I'm emotional. Um, so it's very easy for me just to flip out one way or the other when something happens um, instantly. And it, again, like I said earlier, you know, sometimes it takes me a moment to get it, <laughs> but to look at God's point of view, and it's not always easy. Rarely is it easy, um, but just highlighting this that, you know, Jesus is saying it to Peter like, hey, you got to look at everything from God's view because our view is so narrow. Step back and try to look from God's point of view. So that's just it's just a great reminder for myself. Yeah, that is a good reminder. And it's true. You know, we really do need to see it from God's uh, point of view, uh, because you know, ultimately we have to be accountable for our choices. And God clearly gives you choices. And I'm reading that in, uh, what am I in Ecclesiastes or oh no, Deuteronomy. Uh, it's all about choices. He gives you the choice. And he actually says uh, uh, you can have blessings. Or you could have curses and you know, on your choices. You know, if you choose the right way, you're going to be blessed. And if you choose to not go the right way, you're going to be cursed. And he's God is a God of love, 
but he's also a god of vengeance and you know and he and people don't want to hear that part of it right. you know people only want to hear all the fun. you know it's like everybody gets a trophy well not everybody gets a trophy that's just not the way god works and you know not everybody's the winner he that's just the way it is you know and but our society has deemed it as everybody you know everybody should be and everybody should feel good and everybody should have positivity in their life but at the same time everybody's not a winner you know that's there's got to be a winner and there's got to be a loser and the loser has to figure out a way to be better to be a winner you know that's the ultimate but anyway blessings curses god is all about the blessings and the curses so and then um, I did underline, um, oh, when you go into, and this is like in so many songs, I think we've heard this. Um, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my followers, you must give up your own way to take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. That was like a Toby Mac song, right? I don't want yeah. to gain the world and lose my whatever. I can't remember, but it is a Toby Mac song. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Oh, yeah, I don't want to gain the world but lose my soul. Is anything worth more than your soul? No, nothing is worth more than your soul. Nothing. Um, and then it goes on to say, for the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. I think he's referring to the people in the future. You know, this is, I mean, you, you have to remember that this is being written back in, what, 70 AD. So this is 2000 years ago when this is written and i think he's talking about the people that uh, are living now or even further in the future those are the people that haven't died yet but we're going to see jesus coming back right. right and jesus comes back uh with the rapture no i'm sorry we are raptured up and that's all getting into the revelation thing again um and then he comes back after the seven years. And again, this is other stuff that's in the Revelation future. But I think that's what he's referring to here is uh, when Jesus comes back after the seven years of tri tribulation. And uh, I think that's what this is referring to. So anything well, else? For well, again, it's just uh, is anything worth more than your soul? It's it's a it's, again it's just a reminder again you know when we we have to work we have to earn money or whatever but we do what we do um, ultimately especially I think when we're young it's so hard for us to grasp that concept oh. you know that it's about the soul and um, sometimes it takes years and wisdom to get to a point where you're like oh. Yeah, again, he kind of reveals itself to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's just speaking truth. You know, I don't I don't think there's a whole lot when we get into reading this. There's not like 
there's not a whole lot that is you can't understand and can't do. Yes. <laughs> right? And it's pretty clear. Yeah, and it's it, it, when you break it down, Jesus says, you know, don't take control, give control to me. I mean, it's not like Jesus is saying that you're not going to be able to do the right things or whatever, but it is. It's 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 simplified. I'm not saying it's easy to do, but Jesus simplifies it. And if you go back to something I said, I think a couple episodes, like it's love. Like just love people. Yep. Right? What does that include? It includes not lying, not cheating, not doing with this or that. You know, all these things are just encompassed with just follow me. Yes. And, you know, I was just having a conversation with my Gabriel about that. Um, And I, you know, he's saying, you know, and it's because he's young, you know, and I remember being a 17. I was actually 17 when my dad passed away and it was sudden and it was unexpected. And um, I got kind of angry with God. I really did. I mean, you know, I was like, why would you take my dad away from me? Right. And for the time I was not churched. I wasn't, I mean, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church. So, you know, my mom was a devoted Catholic. I mean, they called her Saturday morning Mary because she went to church every day, <laughs> every day. Um, and so I had that foundation, but I was just angry with God. So being young, um, you know, has a lot to do with, um, and some, not always. I mean, there's some people like you hear uh, our old worship leader again, you know, I know um, Ray Jones. I don't know. Again, I don't know if we're allowed to say names or not, but he's, he got saved when he was six and he never turned back from it. You know, it was he perfect. No. Um, but, you know, he was a believer. He believed in Jesus. He, and he, and he's, and he, and he was an evangelist. So there are some people who are on the right path and do it. There are people like me who did not do it right for a very long time. And it took, uh, what was it, 1994, uh, April 19, April 12, 1994 was the day that I got down on my knees and, you know, and declared that Jesus was the Lord and Savior of my life. So back to what, you know, we were talking about. Uh, God makes it very simple. This whole book is about him. It's mm-hmm. about being obedient. And it's about Jesus. And that's basic. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more clear than that. And so Gabriel was saying he wants to read a book on ethics. I said, well, all you got to do is just open up your Bible because all the ethics is in your Bible. He's like, well, that's just, you know, that's just simple. I said, yes. <laughs> He's like, well, I want to understand the complexities of it. And I'm like, it's not complex. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're making it complex by wanting to read right. somebody else's viewpoint the world's viewpoint when all you have to do is open up your bible because god gives you the instructions right there and i'm like and i couldn't we're having it wasn't an argument but it was a a discussion that was very frustrating because (laughs) yeah like dude it's it's all in your bible (laughs) it's all Anyway, uh, good stuff. Anything else? Uh, it really was meaty today. It was. It was. It's a lot. A lot in I mean, there. I that word a lot. Well, we just kind of, and it's, it's, 
again, when you when we come back and read it the next the next time, there's going to be other stuff in there that we get out of it. Oh, absolutely. You so. know, this is again, this is my second time. Third, no, this is my literally second time reading through, you know, the Bible. This is, you know, I'm on the same route again. So, um, and I, again, I'm finding out different stuff. That's why I started with a fresh Bible because I didn't want it to be anything from the old stuff. And I'd like to compare the two. And you know what? I got to, uh, I got to paraphrase, uh, from church a couple of weeks ago where um, uh, Ed was saying that after we're gone, after the rapture, what's left? Our Bibles. That's it. That's all they're going to have as a reference because all of God's people are going to be gone. All the good is being taken out of the world. And the only thing that's going to be left as our marker is our Bibles and how we notate it. And so that's what they're going to be going off of. So you need to take really good notes for the people who are going to be left behind for later on. <laughs> and you know, until that point, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I never, it never crossed my mind what would be left. And so that, yeah, when, when Ed said that, I was like, huh, makes sense. <laughs> uh, you know what? And, you know, I just, I jokingly say this to my husband, which I know he will be there with me. I, I know that, but I jokingly say that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be up in heaven, so I'm not going to know whether you're there or not because there's tears in heaven. But let me just say, if you are stuck behind, you better look for my Bible because that's going to be all your answers. <laughs> just a joke. It's just a big, big joke, so. Um, so, uh, just really, really good, insightful stuff. Uh, Jesus is, um, you know, on his path, he's focused and trying to get the disciples, which I think they're on board now. Mm -hmm. And the Sadducees and the Pharisees are not on board and they just want to, you know, kill him because they're taking away, he's taking away their thunder is what's happening. And he's right. in there. They don't want that. They, they're going to lose their jobs, basically, <laughs> what it comes down to. So, um, so uh, in this moment, uh, we are at um, the moment where uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to say the prayer. Um, if you haven't uh, made a decision for Jesus, uh, this is your moment. Uh, we're never going to not have you have this opportunity because uh, we are led by God to feel that we are yet to have that opportunity to say the sinner's prayer. So let me say the prayer. Uh, let's bow our heads. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It is his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, I do this every time. Yay. Woohoo. Uh, welcome to the kingdom of heaven and uh, the sisterhood and brotherhood of Jesus. Amen. Sorry. Amen. So if you did say that prayer for the first time today, uh, put a check mark. Uh, put it in your Bible is today's date. Uh, I think I've told you I, I dog ear a lot in my Bible uh, for things that are important. 
like today with that Matthew uh, Red Skies at Night. Uh, I dog-eared that for today. So. Um, so now we are at the little things. The little things. Yeah. Are we ready to do our little Yeah. Chat? All right. Love it. Um, so I, this has been on my heart for a couple of days now, uh, praying about, praying for our children. Um, that's our topic for today. Um, uh, somebody had mentioned to me recently that, and I agree that it's never too early to start praying for your children. Right. Um, like from the moment you see that little plus sign on your pregnancy test, <laughs> you know, that's when you should start praying for your children. Um, because, uh, it's never too soon. I didn't know any better. I had no idea. I was still, it was 1997 when Joshua was born. So I had no idea that I was supposed to be praying for him at that early. Cause I was only three years into, you know, being a Christian. So I was a baby Christian. So I wish I had known then what I know now as a seasoned uh, Christian. And so I pray fervently for my children um, because, and your children aren't going to be perfect. You all know that. Right. You look at that little tiny baby and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, and you're saying, oh, he's going to be the president of the United States. You know, <laughs> you have like all these big plans, right? <laughs> But um, it's not too early to start praying for their salvation. It's not too early to be praying for their uh, future spouse, uh, for their jobs. Uh, you know, there's so many things, school, uh, families. It's never too early. Um, I think I've mentioned uh, praying for their Rebecca. There's a love story of Isaiah and Rebecca in the Old Testament. And um, I think Isaiah meets Rebecca at the well. He's got the camels. She waters the camels, you know, and there's this whole love story that blossoms from it. So uh, I pray for my kids to, that their Rebecca uh, will, you know, God will reveal who their Rebecca is. So what are your Definitely. thoughts? Well, you know, I I sometimes get caught up in uh, like big prayers, praying for the future and praying. And then sometimes it takes my wife to remind us, sometimes we just need to pray for even the simple things over our kids, yeah. right? That they have a good day or that they're able to handle if someone's making fun of them. Or um, sometimes I just pray that they're just good people, <laughs> right? That they love others, uh, you know, um, pray over the words that they choose to say, <laughs> Uh, as they walk out into school and then into wherever they're going. And um, it's such uh, an amazing thing. Uh, the little changes you can see in your kids and you uh, realize, you know, oh, I've been praying for that. I've been praying for their, you know, their Rebecca, their mate, uh, their future. But um even just that they're able to come back and say, you know what, this happened to me today. And they were able to overcome it. Even just little things, you know, they, they, they come back with, and we talk about God's point of view. Um, yeah, it's, it's so important. 
Um, and I think, uh, like you earlier on, sometimes I didn't always pray as much as I do for him now. Uh, uh, but once you get into that I don't know, habit, I don't know what I want to say that, but uh, you just start seeing more and more coming through. And so it's it's amazing what, what little prayers can do, uh, little, but what prayers can do for your kids. I think people underestimate the power of prayer. I really do. And uh, the, other, the and it's and you know we're we're mostly focused on praying for our, our children right now today. This is what our topic is about. But in general, um, you know, and I don't remember where I just saw this recently, but I learned a long time ago, and I may have mentioned this before. If I'm repetitive, I apologize. I'm old. And I'm losing my mind. So <laughs> I just want to say that out loud to the listeners. Um, but um, I learned from a coworker at CBC to literally stop and pray. If somebody says, there are two people. There's uh, JD and Amanda, both of them. If I would go to them and say, hey, this is going on in my family. You know, please pray for them or pray for me or pray for whatever. And they're like, okay, let's do it right now. And they literally would stop in their office or in the hallway or out in the parking lot. It didn't matter. They would literally stop and pray. And I learned that from them. And so I try to do that. Um, and I do do it more often than not now that I'm a little older or a little wiser. Um, so another thing, uh, and I brought it with me, but my husband gave me this book. A long time ago, a little, little note, notebook, and I write my prayers down. And I got that actually from that movie, uh, The Help, the lady that uh, is the main character, mm -hmm. not Emma Stone, the other lady, I forget her name. But anyway, um, she would write her prayers down. one starts with dear jesus and i put a date on it and a time and i like to go back and look at it um and see what prayers are being answered and um and i've seen tons of answers you know just from my little book here um and i'm not always diligent i have to say i'm not perfect i'm not i mean I, I, i'm going to be real here uh may 9th 2021 i actually wrote because I was trying to find some photographs. Lord, help me to find those hats. Oh no, hats. They were my husband's hats that I had packed away somewhere. And I was like, and he was upset because he'd had these hats for forever. So it's even little prayers that God answers because I put a little X in it and I said, thank you, Jesus. So it's even a little, the little tiny prayers that God answers. There's big prayers that I've been praying for years that haven't been answered yet. Uh, in accordance to my children, in, in regard mm -hmm. to my um, and I had posted on Instagram, because I get the Bible verse every day from the little Bible app. If you don't have the Bible app on your phone, I encourage it, because that gives you a Bible verse every day, and, it, and sometimes it's something that's really pertinent to me, and sometimes it's not, um, but uh, it was all about um, God's time, and God's not slow. God is on time. God is on right. his time. 
So if whatever I'm praying for is not being answered right now, it's because it's just not the time for it mm -hmm. to be answered. So, and we're talking probably at least, I don't know, probably 10 years I've been praying over this situation. I'm okay with that because it's all in God's time and he's going right. to use it of his kingdom. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great too, how our prayers kind of, as we grow and our kids grow, how maybe the the way that we pray or what we pray for them changes as well. And, you know, sometimes my prayers are, God, you just need to grab that child and do something with them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, realize that it's not, you know, again, God's in control and allowing him to do his thing and not get in the way. So sometimes that's that's been our prayer too, as as mom and dad is look, Lord, get us out of the way. Yeah. Uh, make sure you know what you need to be done is done, and uh, it's hard sometimes. It's hard, but uh, again, it's just that the way that the prayers can change daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and and for whatever's going on. Um, but definitely, I know my mom still prays for me, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And being an example for them, too, I think I've mentioned that uh, because we're lazy people and we wait till the last minute to get up in the morning, <laughs> we are literally walking out the door at 645 to drive to school. And so and I've been doing this. I told you all uh, every morning I was praying with my kids on the way to school um, and we would say that fireman's prayer since 9-11. <clears throat> and I hope that that it's planted the seed with Gabriel you know, and Joshua, both of them, you know, planting that seed to say that prayer. And I actually broke it down with them. You know, I'm like, you know, Lord, take me where you want me to go. Where is it exactly that I'm supposed to be? Let me say the words I'm supposed to say and keep me out of your way. You know, these are huge, you know, me meeting the people that are going to be in your path and saying, you know, I found saying God bless you to people is huge, you know, and, you know, whatever their religious beliefs are, I have no idea. When I go on base and I show my ID, and I, I nine times out of 10, you know, the guy at the, the security gate, I thank you and God bless you. I try to say God bless you. And being that example for our kids is huge and I know that people have heard this before but they are looking at us you know they the, train a child up in the ways of the Lord and he will not depart from it mm -hmm. that is what we're our goals are and so praying with uh, Gabriel now it's just Gabriel driving to school obviously um, trying to set that example for him and the other thing too is um, I was worried that God felt like my prayers were stale you know, like I'm saying the same thing. I mean, I have like a little format that I go through because I don't want to forget anybody or anything. And so, you know, I start out with, you know, being thankful. I think, you know, for what we have, we thank for, you know, Jesus. And then I go into what I want to pray for. And I start with Gabriel because he's there, then Joshua, then Rich. It's like this laundry list of people. And I was afraid it was getting stale or God was like, is she saying that again? Really? You know, but 
God knows what's in our hearts and he knows how we feel. And so I don't think our prayers are ever. I think that you just try to just you know, keep on going. And again, praying for our kids is the, is the foundation, you know, of your family uh, unit, I think. So that was playing on the part. And uh, I just felt like, you know, so everybody can hear our thoughts on it. Um, and if you have a comment, you know, we're always happy to see it or hear it. And uh, right. Yeah, reach out to us. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're getting our other social medias up. I keep saying that, and they'll be up. They'll be up. Um, but you you can reach out to us definitely through Facebook. Um, and uh, there will be more ways. Email. We'll get all that. We'll get our website up uh, so that we can uh, definitely hear what what everybody's saying and uh, make it better. We are going to make it better. We're going to evolve. We said that we're just, you know, we're baby steps. And uh, I think we've grown just in these last couple of weeks for real, right? I feel yeah. like we've gotten, you know, better. And as long as God is in it, it's going to keep getting better. That's the way I look at it. So, um, so yeah, uh, reach out to us, support us, like us, uh, whatever, you know, we just want to hear from you. And, uh, if it's a blessing to you, it's a blessing to us. And I know 100%. that God will be blessed by this because we're doing his work. We're, we're fisher, fishermen, fishers of men. What is it? How does it say? Fishers of men. We're fishing men. That's what we're doing. And women. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. We really uh, appreciate you, Did you joining want... us. Sorry. Did what? Didn't mean to cut you off there but we did you want to pray for our kids uh out there the kids out there the children of the listeners out there i'm sorry sure yeah it's a great time yeah and then we'll close out okay all right all right um, heavenly father we come before you lord and i'm asking for a blessing today as i pray over our listeners and lorraine and myself our children. I pray a special prayer over the children, Lord, that uh, we're able to get out of the way and allow you to do what you do, Lord, and the many things that you do. I pray that the children are blessed. I don't pray for an easy way, Lord, but I pray that uh, they are able to make good decisions, Lord, and realize who you are, what you do, and I pray that they get blessings and avoid the, the curses, Lord. I am so grateful and thankful that you are the comforter, the provider, and that you can do these things for our children. Again, Lord, I pray that we, we kind of get out of the way, that we show the good example, Lord, but that we get out of the way and our children learn who you are what you do and why you do it. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes. All right. Well, uh, that concludes uh, episode 4.1 for today. And uh, we will be posting that as soon as we can. And then uh, there's still, I think I, I still have to get the one 
what was it, 3.5? We still have to post that one first. So we'll get that one up first, right? Yes, and you'll be listening to this on Friday. And then Lorraine will be back on Monday. Correct, correct. All right. Well, Jeremiah, always good to see you. It's always a blessing. And uh, her blessings over you and your family. And uh, we will catch you next week. All right. Have a blessed week. God bless you. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.